0: You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood Redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live. Fashion 411. Featuring the week's roundup of fashion news. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood Redefined. You're listening to and now the host for black hollywood live fashion 411 <laughs>
1: hello everyone happy friday and if you're not in los angeles yay because it's raining here today uh but welcome to fashion 411 we're happy to be here with you and this is the end of the month end of black history month and uh Let's see here. I just want to remind you guys to uh, check us out on iTunes. You can download the show for free. And we are still the number one fashion podcast. And we have you to thank for that. So Yay, thank keep you, it everybody. coming. And yeah. tell
2: your friends. Tell everybody out there about Fashion 4-in-1. Uh We put this show out for you guys, the content and everything. And we're glad you're enjoying it. But we got to get the word out. And also, when you get a minute... Check us out on YouTube and also rate us on iTunes. That helps keep us in the sphere of iTunes and for more people to find us. So thank you. We definitely want
1: to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And today it's just you and me, Erica. It is. It's just the two of us. Yes. Uh, so well, introduce yourself for everybody. Hello
2: everybody. (laughs) I'm your host, Erica Garcia Rojas, and I'm so excited to be here again. At the mm-hmm. end of February, my right. birthday month. Oh, that's
1: right. You just had a birthday. Yes, yes. That's right. And I'm Deanna Vaughn. Um, I'm your former fashion girl from New York City. I used to work in the corporate world. I was a buyer, blah, blah, blah. And then I just got so burnt out. And I'm so happy to be here, being able to share my experiences with that and also like kind of let you guys know where you can find things for less and, and it's all, all that, that it's good stuff. It's
2: interesting to always get your perspective, Deanna, also, because uh-huh. you having that buyer experience from New York is on the... Opposite spectrum of my business, totally the manufacturing end of things, or mm-hmm. I'm creating a line and working with people like you all day long. So
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny because back in the days when I was a buyer, like whenever my phone would ring, mm-hmm. I would never identify myself. Like I would always say Bloomingdale's or Federated. I would never identify myself, and the reason why is because I always constantly had people like yes. you know, <laughs> blowing my phone up and calling me and calling me. But one rule that I always I tried to uh, adhere to, I tried to at least give everybody a chance. Mm -hmm. I tried to make sure, like, if people sent me samples, or they sent me lookbooks or line sheets, I tried to make sure, like, I I gave everybody like a a fair shot and looked at it. Now, some people would get a little annoying, and, you know, they would call you and call you and pester you, but I I tried to do that, and and not every buyer does
2: No, not everyone does, and it's it's very being a newer brand, I mean, my brand, Rally Babe, has been around for about two, two and a half years, but we've recently gone into the space of the collegiate license world, so we're just working with universities, bookstores, different types of websites, sports type websites. And it is when when somebody's, okay, I've never worked with you before, but let's test it out. It, you appreciate it. then mm-hmm. that's your opportunity as a new line. For those of you out there who are thinking about starting a line and everything, it's just relationships is so important and how oh, you treat people, especially so at the minor. beginning because there's so many th- things that can go wrong during the manufacturing process. And if you're not open with your Your buyer that you're working Mm -hmm. with, or your your accounts, then those relationships they can't trust you. They can't trust you're going to get your shipment in in time and all that. So true. And I always it's it's a crazy world. The apparel industry. It's, I don't know. It's a crazy, crazy world. I used to
1: always tell people always like the assistant buyer is the gatekeeper, like the assistant buyer or like the executive assistant to the DMM. You always want to kill those people with kindness because mm-hmm. those are the people that are going, the, they're the ones that are receiving the packages and the emails. And they're the ones like looking at it first before they send it to their buyer. So you don't want to like piss those people off. No. You always want to be nice and kind You want to be nice in general to everybody. Uh-huh. But that was, that was, Always, my little piece of advice to people like you—yes, you, yes. you know—to to the vendors trying to get appointments and meetings, because you know, if you can get on their good side, or if you can just kind of, you know, step a mile in their shoes and just realize that they're getting bombarded and bombarded with mm-hmm. all different kinds of things—it goes such a long way. Yeah, it really does. It's
2: true, and that's how I've gotten to different stores. I'm I'm more the business side of things mm-hmm. for our line. I have it with my sister and. She does the designing. She's the artistic one. So I'm the one working with the stores, and that's how I've gotten into different ones, just by being really nice to the receptionist, mm-hmm. being really nice. It's like, here, can you can you show our samples? and Yeah. and But, yeah, it's, it's a great business. I think business. since it's just the two of us, I feel like switching gears a little bit <laughs> based you? on
1: our conversation. So since we don't have a guest today, yes. you're – I'm going to pretend like you're our oh. guest. So I, tell tell everybody, how did you get started with Rally Babe?
2: So with Rally Babe, it's my sister and I, and I'm actually going to be bringing her in as a guest, too, so we can go into detail with her and the designing side of things. But she has a background in um, dance, actually. So she's a dancer, but she's always had an artistic side of her, a very... Not so much fashion, but very good when it comes to drawings and that kind of a talent. So she was a cheerleader. She was a cheerleader at USC. And then she went on to become a professional cheerleader with the Clippers and then with the Lakers. And she was constantly creating items that she would play around with. So, like, she would get cute Lakers things and, and kind of adjust them to make them sexier. And she did the same oh. thing. You know, when she was at SC, she they would adjust, she would adjust things and make so them super So she was cute. the
1: creative end of this partnership yes. that you guys have. Yes.
2: Yes, she was. So it all started kind of with her and that concept. And, you know, people would ask her all the time, like, where'd you get your things? Where'd you get them? So she kind of started making them on her own. And then... And then giving them to her friends. And then that's when she's like, well, maybe, you know, I want to start a line as well. She went to school actually at USC for for business school, not for design. But she picked everything up along the way and kind of taught herself. Interesting. And and so then from there. And when did you get on board? I got on board a little bit later when she, you know, reached out. We we talked about it. I saw she was working on the brand. And it's like, hey, you know, I've got a sales and marketing background. And I actually had was originally in real estate. I was a commercial real estate agent. So I sold... A lot of apartment buildings all throughout Southern California and Nevada. And I... Did major deals, and I, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so See, you have to interview each other. I know. One. I okay. sold mm-hmm. the. I at one point, I think I sold a thirty-two million dollar apartment building. Oh my yeah, god! Sold,
1: so you weren't just selling the units;
2: you were selling like the whole buildings. Yes, the whole building. That oh, was, wow. was commercial. So wow. I did that right out of college, and I did that for a few years. And it's crazy. I never in a million years would have thought I would have been in the fashion industry wow. ever. But every business, and this goes for you guys out there, especially more designer type people, you always have to have either if you don't have that business mind, you got to get somebody who does you got to get somebody who's got that sales experience because you can be the best most amazing designer out there but if nobody knows about it you don't have somebody pushing for you there then you're not going to go anywhere or
1: you're going to waste money yeah waste money and
2: waste time and so we and that was a big key for my sister and I at the beginning was really through through people we met so my sister had an internship at, uh, in downtown L.A., and from there, she met different people who were able to connect us with our sales rep. We actually have a mentor that we go and talk to, and he's put us in contact with different people. So so neither
1: one of you, like, formally went no. to fashion school. You never learned mm-hmm. how to design, cut, sew, so any of that.
2: None of that. So. Wow. She, my my sister, taught it all herself, and she would she would take classes here and there. You know, she would take classes, not like for a degree, but she would take classes in downtown. There's different organizations that offer classes on, yeah, pattern making, different things like that. And she just did that on her own. But no, not both of us went to school. I went to school for communications. She went to school for business. Wow. So yeah, but so, she's more of the creative one. So. so,
1: what piece of advice would you give someone like? Who's trying to get into the business from your end, like from the design end?
2: Um, you mean from the business center or, or just the design?
1: It, just, yeah, if if they think, hey, I want to make a T-shirt line or I want to, you know, design something, like what what piece of advice would you give them? Because you don't have a formal design background. No, and so. I don't do
2: any of the designing at all mm-hmm. e- either. So I, do, I don't do any of that. I mean, I say, mm-hmm. oh, that's cute, or uh, I don't know if anyone's going to buy that. Yeah. And it's important to have that perspective as well because I know what people buy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as a designer, you can get caught up in the materials and this, that, but when you get to the reality of the situation, especially right now, And it has been for the last few years It's People are so price conscious So price conscious And so you've got to be aware of that Because you can use the most amazing Swarovski rhinestones But it doesn't make sense When you're going out and selling it wholesale Mm -hmm. So for a piece of advice I would say To be nice and friendly to everybody <laughs> you talk to because okay. you never know who you're going to meet, who's going to be that contact that can lead you to something big. Okay. So I'm huge about relationships and we've gone to where we have because of the people we've met and just being friendly and nice and treat people how you would want to be treated yourself. So if if you're in a situation and, and you have an intern you're working with or somebody maybe who's not, you know, somebody you're trying to get into a store with, but you want to be nice to every single person, and I believe it. It's, it's karma. If, if you treat people well, then you'll be treated back, and it's just good business. Is good human nature, and I think that's the best way to, to stay in business a long time because people like to work with people who they like.
1: Yeah, agreed, so. agreed. So, what's next for, for Rally Babe? For Rally Babe? Babe mm-hmm. So,
2: we are... Got, you
1: redid your website, we did right? We website, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: If those of you guys are curious, check us out on RallyBabe.com. We just actually got onto Etsy, too, because my sister hand makes a lot of the different stuff. Yeah, so we were on Etsy. So, check us out on Etsy. We actually have some cute St. Patrick's Day stuff on there. Nice. It's inspired by Maria Menounos. <laughs> we did a partnership with Maria Menounos for her Boston Strong. So, if you guys are curious about that or looking for a cute St. Patrick's Day, go onto Etsy and go into Rally Babe. And we've got some really cute St. Patrick's Day stuff. But right now, our folks... Focus is mainly the NCAA uh, schools that we're working with. Mm-hmm. So we're right now in California schools, but uh, at some point we're going to want to expand further out. So we're trying to establish our. Relationship here—that's awesome. You guys could become like the Under Armour of like the the glamour, yes. you know, college sex. That's yeah, that's the idea. And we're in—you know—we're we just got um, we just shipped some stuff to the Golden State Warriors, and we're still at the Staples Center here with Lakers and Clippers, the Kings. So we're we're doing. We're doing good. We're just, nice. we're chugging so along spreading the word, spreading the word and next step too, is to try to work with more celebrities. That's a big thing too, is uh, getting your stuff onto celebrities because that can really push your business. The Have you guys level. ever done any gifting suites, any stuff like we that? We haven't, not yet. Mm-hmm. They're kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. So we've looked into them and, and especially, you know, we fund the business ourselves and, and you want to be careful where you spend your dollars and right now, it just didn't make sense to, to go in that direction, but at some point, we will. Nice. Yeah. So you're
1: getting to, getting to know your host yes. today, yes. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, here, I'll quickly give well, you my story. Yes. Um. It's funny. I initially went to college because I wanted to be a doctor. So. Like, if you go back and talk to people from my high school, everybody's like, are you a doctor? Is it Dr. Vaughn? Dr. Vaughn? Like, that's how much, oh, you know. Really? Yeah, I initially went to school to, to be a doctor. In I fact, could see
2: you being a doctor. <laughs> I wanted to be
1: a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, I went initially went to Boston University because it was one of a handful of schools at the time that had an accelerated medical program. And mm-hmm. I got into it. And, of course, like any girl, you know, I changed my mind. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, when I was in high school, I had always worked, like, my first job was working at Express. I always worked retail. Mm-hmm. I would come home from college break. I would go to work, you know, at the store. Me, that's
2: an interesting thing too. For those, I did. I did the same thing. I actually mm-hmm. worked at Nordstrom's every every holiday break, mm-hmm. every summer break. First of all, for those of you, or maybe you know, in high school or college, listening to this, there's a great place to work is retail and I would suggest working in someplace like Nordstrom's that's where <laughs> I discovered my love for sales because I love sales naturally that's what I, I'm more of a sales person and uh-huh. I the first day at Nordstrom's I worked in the brass plum department my first uh-huh. day I was in high school I got the I was one of the top 10 sales people in the entire store doesn't surprise I me. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And then my manager, she's like, You were the top ten salesperson in the whole story. It was my first day. Wow. And I loved it. I had so much fun. I'm like, this is great. And yeah. I'm making money. And that was my first taste mm-hmm. in well, retail or and the apparel on the street, but also yeah. in sales. And I'm like, I know. That, like, whatever it is, I know that this is where my talent is. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause
1: for me, like, I loved working retail. I love the clothes and all that stuff, obviously, but I really love connecting to the consumer. I loved talking to people. I loved finding out, like, you know, what's she looking for and why? And, and just, you, I don't know, you got into so many great conversations with people yeah. and, and some customers ended up being my friends. And, and I got best dressed in high school Ooh. back when I used to work at Express. <laughs> but, um, fast forward, uh, what, what really changed things for me career-wise is I did an internship, uh, like my junior year of college, did an internship and I transferred around. But uh, I went to New York City and it was this internship program and it was mm-hmm. called BRAG, Black Retail Action Group. And it's this conglomerate of companies in New York City, and they have this internship program every single year, every summer, for students who want to get into the fashion world. Whether you want to get into the business side of Is it fashion, for design, American students—it's it's for minorities. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. It was a minority organization, and that totally changed my landscape. Oh, how
2: incredible! So
1: after that internship uh, in New York for the summer. I came back, uh, finished my last year of school at Ohio State, actually, and I got a job right away. I got into the Macy's executive training program. So I mm. moved to New York right after finishing school, and that's where like my life in career in fashion started. I was with Macy's corporate for, my God, for about nine years. Mm. And at the time, well, it still exists, but, uh, Macy's owns Bloomingdale's. So I went through the executive training program. I started off in young men's and boys. And I think I even mentioned last week when you were talking about Damon John, Yeah, that was the first meeting. My very first meeting as a trainee was Damon John came in the room for FUBU to, to, you know, he had a big meeting with him, Uh you know, to see where, what doors and stuff like that. And Macy's he was going to go into. So that was my first meeting. Um, and I just kind of rose through the ranks. I, you know, I, I was a merchandiser. I did product development, uh, and then eventually I went over to Bloomingdale's to become a buyer. And then finally, I had enough of Macy. so I uh, went over to Liz Claiborne, and Liz Claiborne at the time owned a ton of different brands. I owned Juicy Couture and Kate Spade mm-hmm. and DKNY, and that's when I started traveling a lot. I started, I was traveling to Asia like five times a year. Wow. I was traveling a lot, and what that would entail was going to the factories, and I was actually seeing, you know, how things were made, and it just gives you a completely different perspective of, you know, just buying a t-shirt, you know. So instead of me just seeing a t-shirt in a store, I see everything that goes into it. So I know the costs that are involved and I know how long it takes to manufacture it and how many people are putting it together. So I just, I got to see fashion from every single angle. Cause I think for me at the beginning, I was working in stores in high mm-hmm. school. And then on the other side, I got to be a buyer, and I did product development, and I did merchandising. So, just every single element, like I just I learned the process. And for whatever reason, I always managed to stay in accessories. Because hmm. uh, some people they'll they'll move off into different territories, yeah. you know, they'll go to mens or womens or kids, but I always seem to stay in the accessories world. So I just and I agree with you. Relationships were just huge, huge. You know, like some of my. You know, better relationships in the business world or, you know, just led me to different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, having nice little perks yeah. <laughs> along the way. Because I used to remember working in that world. I never had to pay retail price for anything. It's hard to pay retail it's price. it's so hard to yes, do that now. It is. But um, Especially when
2: you know how much things are marked up. I know. But relationships is everything in the parent world. Is. I mean, for us, that's how we've gotten our relationships with our manufacturers, with our sales reps everything yeah it's 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 so
1: it's so important and Mm -hmm. you know uh someone that i was um an assistant buyer with back at bloomingdale's um erica russo if you're listening Erica but um Erica Russo and I we were you know we were assistant buyers together and we worked for a very nasty uh buyer but now Erica Russo is the fashion director for Bloomingdale's oh my gosh and i'm so happy for her and couldn't see it for a better person cuz jobs like that you know someone has to die <laughs> seriously <laughs> someone has to die or really? like or go crazy because those jobs are so coveted and you know there's only one person yeah. especially for a store like Bloomingdale's or Neiman Marcus, oh you my know, god! Because there's
2: only so many of them. What, there's only there's so many, many. of them. One handful. What? Norsham, Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth Avenue, Macy's. Exactly, you know, and then you've got like the Target, the Kohl's, things like that. But exactly. those type of high end uh, department stores. So, it, so it's crazy. just it's it's it's
1: really cool to see a lot of the people that I've come up with, like mm-hmm. where they are now, what they're doing. And, of course, I left fashion, but that was the right thing for me to do because I was just <laughs> – it, it was very stressful for me because I worked in a corporate environment. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and every now and then I'll talk to, like, younger people who really want to get into fashion. And I th- the one piece of advice that I want to give is know what you're getting into because I think when people hear, I want to be a buyer, yeah. they're thinking, oh, I'm flying off to Paris and I'm, I'm doing this and, you know, and I'm, you know, hobnobbing with celebrities when really, like, the life of a buyer, you really have to have a great knack for for you numbers. know, analytics yes. and numbers. It's all about numbers. All some of the all buyers are, I've met.
2: Well, maybe it's more in like the sports world. Are like mm-hmm. the least fashionable people in the world because they're it's they're, so they're true. the accounting numbers type people. they a lot of times they don't even. It's it's yeah. It's what sells, but it's it, what sells from a perspective of cost, not so much as oh, I'm going to go so to the true. runways and buy. for Lehman Neiman and sex and you know give me a gift bag. So
1: yeah. Um, and it's it's funny because I would go to a couple meetings and I would see some buyers and I'd be like, whoa, you look Dowdy, and yeah, you're not yeah, fashionable yeah. but I wasn't understanding what that world really meant mm-hmm. and it meant like you really have to have a really good knack for numbers. Yep. You really do because I've seen many people fired you know they've lost their jobs because they had a bad season yeah. and that's what happens in fashion. It
2: does and you're in and you're out so quickly. You are in and out mm-hmm. so
1: quickly and what did it for me is I was a buyer for Express so the same store that was my first job out of high school I ended up being a buyer there it's so awesome. it was like you a know cool story. Uh, just kind of Went full circle, and that was the job that actually stressed me out so bad. I'm like, I'm done. You're done. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs> so uh, that's I don't know. that's kind of fun. Like yeah, learning I feel like our we're friends, and out. I didn't know
2: like the whole story. The whole story. Yeah. That,
1: that's my whole story. But yeah, I was I was in it for geez twelve years, wow. and finally, and it was all I knew. So I, I knew that I needed a change, but I just didn't know. I didn't know what else to do because I'd done fashion for so long, and yeah. it was such a part of me. But yeah. I finally. Moved on made now. made a transition and yeah. uh, but still it 's still part of my world yeah. so and i 'm thankful for that. So, um, wow, you got yes. to know your host today, you guys. Yes. A little off, off, off <laughs> subject,
2: but hey, that's what we do sometimes. You wanna, uh, s- what's going on with the Beauty Beat? Um, all right. So, I, in addition to fashion, I do love makeup. If I weren't gonna go into sales and everything, I probably would have started a makeup line or worked for a makeup line and do something. I'm not necessarily an artistic makeup artist. I just love makeup. Me too. I love it. So, this week, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I brought to you the top, th- Uh, products that you can find at the drugstore i'm going to bring you today the top products that you should splurge on oh i like that
1: splurge versus steel okay versus
2: steel so these are in my opinion and i've tested a ton of products these are where you can really do it makes sense to spend money on the first one is Laura Mercier's Silk Cream Foundation or actually any of their foundations. Mm. They have beautiful foundations, and they have multiple different formulas. My favorite is the Silk Cream Foundation. So Laura Mercier, they have great powders as well, and uh, you can find them at Sephora, Nordstroms, all those places. So check out Laura Mercier. I know they have a pretty wide color selection as well. I mean, I can't speak personally about mm. African American skin tones, but I know I've never that tried that
1: brand before. Yeah, but, I know that they're huh.
2: known to have a pretty wide. Color, uh, color spectrum. Second best concealer out there ever. Mac Pro Longwear Concealer. I've tried them all. That's the best one, hands down. I'm with you. Yes, Spend and I think it only $14. costs like fourteen bucks. Yes. Yeah, get mm-hmm. that concealer. Like it's amazing. Third is Urban Decay Eyeshadows, specifically their Naked, Naked 2, and Naked 3 palettes. They just came out with Naked 3, uh, but they've had the Naked and Naked 2. It's about $55, but the that eyeshadows, for the palette, but the eyeshadows are beautiful. And they got really, really strong color pigmentation. I know we talked about this before, especially with African-American mm-hmm. women with the skin. You want to get those eyeshadow colors that pop. Yeah. And Urban Decay is one of them.
1: You know, I will say I have tried that palette and I wasn't happy with it. No? Because I
2: felt like the it naked? was just.
1: Yeah. I tried it because I, I wanted mm-hmm. to just love it. But I found that it just didn't work well for me. It just no. the colors came off a little chalky hmm. and it just it, it didn't work for me. Well, the one tr- that worked for me was a Smashbox, uh, their nude palette. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting, because yeah. I didn't
2: like the Smashbox palette, because I didn't really? think that the texture, it, it didn't seem to be that pigmented. Mm-hmm. But also try that Wet wow, Wild. The, try that. I'm going to have to get try that. It. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, try it and come back and report back. Okay. So next up is for you lighter skin girls out there, those who might want a little bit of a tan like myself, <laughs> but Benefit Hula Bronzer. Best bronzer, bar none, the Benefit Hula. it doesn't give you that weird ashy tone. It's a beautiful, natural-looking bronzer. Same thing um, from Benefit, but a blush is a Rockateur blush. It's a beautiful gold, rosy gold color that comes off really great, especially if you're doing a strong eye or strong lip. Uh, Anastasia Brow Products are great, the Powder Duo. And uh the Sigma brushes are—it's a it's kind of a. It's
1: another brush yes, I need to get. it's
2: uh—you can find them online. Sigma brushes they are less expensive than Mac, and they're the same quality, but they're great brushes.
1: Can you get Sigma brushes like in a store no, anywhere? No. You have to get them online. You have to
2: get them because I'm the kind of person I like to feel and touch, and I'm, you know, and sometimes... I've ordered them online. And what's great about it is that they do have a lifetime guarantee. So if you hold on to the receipt, I don't think you need to hold on to the receipt. You can ship it in if it's like hairs are coming loose or something happens to it. They'll send you a brand new one.
1: Wow! Yeah, it's
2: worth trying out. Interesting. Yeah, they have little kits and all that. So that's it for the beauty i I'm going to add one more product. So I happen to be going through my like
1: vat of makeup products, (laughs) and I got this Mally Roncal. um, It's it's called the Evercolor Poreless Face Defender. Yes, I I think I got. I think I got it in a gift bag at a a gifting suite or something. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I used it last night. Oh
2: my god. I think this cost about forty bucks, but well Mali Beauty you can buy online at QVC. Yes, at Malibeauty dot com and they just started carrying Mali Beauty at Ulta. Oh. That's new as of like a month or two ago. This thing is amazing.
1: Basically it replaces like setting your foundation with powder mm. so like right after you put your foundation on or at least this is how i use it and it's it's a clear it's completely clear i don't know if you guys can see that but it's completely clear meaning anybody can use it it doesn't matter what color you are but you just put it on and it sets your foundation you so brush it's, it on uh no i use a sponge but uh. it's almost like i guess it's on it feels like a primer you know like the consistency I of a makeup a primer. primer i well i put it on after <laughs> <Really>? my foundation <laughs> and it sets
2: it beautifully. Well, your, your skin actually looks really good today. Be- Thank yeah, you. I, I use glowing. this, and
1: it's, what is it? Yeah, Everclear Poreless Face Defender. I think it goes on after your makeup. Oh, I do. Really? Not, not not as a primer, because that'd be a very expensive primer. I think it's a, uh, but, I think it's a primer. Well, hey. I don't know. If it's a I primer, it's worked Whatever. wonderful it looks, for me. You look
2: You look amazing. Thank
1: you. So, alright.
2: Are we going to do the style Let's do a little
1: scoop? style scoop. Okay. Yeah, maybe cut it a
2: little short. So, though. style scoop for you guys this week. First up, Victoria's Secret's model, as Sandra Ambrosio is launching a new line of apparel, which will be exclusively available at California based boutique Planet Blue. The line has the earthy boho vibe the model is known for and will include lightweight knits, hot pants, and a bustier. Mm. The prices range from 80 to $150, and in time, the line will expand to include accessories, shoes, and fragrance.
1: Everybody's out of line these days. Yes, everybody. Mm.
2: Up next, another collaboration is with Katy Perry. So Katy Perry is jumping into the world of costume jewelry. She's collaborating with retail giant Claire's for her new line of jewelry and accessories called Katy Perry Prism. It will be available at over 3,000 stores globally. And the two-year collaboration will include, quote, limited edition items, seasonal novelty pieces, collectibles, and product inspired by the lyrics and titles of Perry's greatest hits, according to Women's World Daily. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see what she it, it actually completely makes sense that partnership. It does. It really she's does. So, she's so kitschy and, and animated yeah. and
1: yeah. That does make sense for her.
2: Alright, so you Sex and the City fans out there, Entertainment Weekly has recently reported that we could possibly be looking at a third Sex and the City movie. Executive producer Michael Patrick says there is more to the story of the fashionable gang. He says, quote, Sarah Jessica and I both know what the final chapter is. That doesn't mean it will or should be told, but I do think that there's one story left. Whether it happens is a whole other situation, but there's four girls and those girls are still in my mind.
1: I think it should have ended with the first movie, I do too. because the, the second movie, was, movie was, was just, I'm like, what is this? It yeah. just, it made no sense. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, Sex and the City, Sarah Jessica Parker just launched a new line of shoes exclusively at Nordstrom's.
2: Yeah, oh, really? uh, uh, yeah
1: and she's on a, uh, a tour right now going from Nordstrom to Nordstrom mm-hmm. across the country, launching this line. Uh, I think they're in New York now, and they're supposed to be coming... To LA in the next couple of weeks, or wow. actually next week, I think. Well, she also yeah. has that
2: other collaboration. We had talked about it too, and I can't remember. Maybe that. Or maybe that was it. Maybe that's her shoe line. We yeah, uh huh. It's it's too.
1: officially it's officially launching, mm-hmm. and it's uh, I believe it's in stores as of this week. That show yeah. is mm-hmm. so
2: great for its fashion and its style. That I mean, there is not another show out there yeah. like that. That one, it was. Beautiful the way each girl had their distinctive style and they just went for it.
1: And the way that w- what this show did for fashion, like I remember I mm-hmm. was a buyer. Remember when she started wearing those flowers yes. on her lapel? Yes. I had to buy so many flipping flowers for my stores. It was insane. And then it like the trend, it came and it went really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I just remember having to like, you know, return to the vendor, these flowers or trying to sell these things, like marking them down to a quarter. Yeah. But like just the way this show affected fashion, fashion world. It's just, it's... Remarkable. It's
2: insane. I know. But the first movie was awesome, but Yeah, I don't, don't think we need good. a third. No. <laughs> All right. So the Kardashians are at it again. More details have come out about the Kardashians Kids collection, which will be available exclusively at Babies R Us. The Reality Sisters have put together a range of trendy but practical apparel for kids aged zero to twenty four months. The line is actually pretty cute and includes soft fabrics with trendy details. Think butterflies, peplums, leather and lace. <laughs> for and peplums surprisingly the pricing is actually pretty reasonable between 15 and $30 and the Kardashian kids hit stores March 15th according to Women's World Daily Wow.
1: So wait, is this picture that we're seeing? Yes, this so isn't cute. Kim's daughter. It, these are just models no, these for the line. are just models. Okay, that's what I thought. They're adorable. Well, I'm not surprised that they're, you know, venturing into that world. How easy is it for them to do that, you I know? know? And I think their mom, um, Chris, she actually, before they got big and famous, she actually used to run, I think it was her and her mom, they had a kid's store.
2: Oh. Uh, like
1: somewhere where they lived. But yeah, I think oh, they had a, a children's store. So I think this is very... oh, And a easy thing for them to go into they do
2: everything makeup everything makeup clothing kids clothing (laughs) they do everything all right one last style scoop this one's interesting so those of you guys out there who love to buy used or maybe sell your used higher end items here's some Resell tricks of the trade. Mm. Uh, the famous saying "one person's trash and another is another's treasure" doesn't always hold true, even though sometimes it does. Reselling clothes is an art, and a new report released by fashion resell site the ThreadUp.com offers the best practices for both selling clothes and sh- and. Uh, selling and shipping resale. Here are the hmm. best tricks of the trade. I summarize it. According to the reports, these five cities are the top resale destinations. Number one, San Francisco. Number hmm. two, Brooklyn and New York City. Number three, New York City. Number four, Seattle. And number five, San Jose, California. Really? <laughs> LA or Miami no, is they, not in there? They're later in the top 10. Interesting. Yeah. These are the best brands to purchase resale. According to the study, they're the best bang for your buck. Diane Von Furstenberg, Elliot Tahari, yeah. J. Crew, James Pierce, Mark Jacobs, Theory, and Tori Birch. Uh, the next are the best brands to sell. According to the study, they're timeless, durable, durable and they sell pretty well. Michael's by Michael Kors, BCBG Max's, uh, I can never Azria. It, Azria, Paige Denim, Sanctuary Clothing, Juicy Couture, Splendid, James Pierce, and French Connection. Huh. These brands. Are harder to find resale, so when you find them, snap, snap them up quick. They're the fastest selling resale brands of the past year: Burberry, Hollister, Hollister, Gucci, Lululemon, Coach, Under Armour, Tom's, Motherhood Maternity, and True Religion. Tom's, yes. So, what are the best types of resale pieces? Leather skirts and pants, mm. designer denim, dresses, shoes, and outerwear.
1: Interesting. And this means like getting it on eBay or resale shops, yes. vintage stores. Vintage in stores, general. stores,
2: resale shops. Yeah. Interesting. It's a huge industry out there. Consignment it really shops. Is. I wish I – sometimes
1: I get into moods where I feel like going through racks and racks, Mm -hmm. but i kind got to be in a good good mood
2: for that. I have to be in a mood for that, too. You have to have
1: patience, you know, and I'm –
2: Some of the consignment stores are really nice. I actually have one by my house. It's an awesome consignment store, and I found some beautiful purses, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and they've got a lot of – if you go into the nicer neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. you can find some consignment shops, and there are some – they keep them really well – edited and you can find some awesome designer handbags and shoes see
1: my rule of thumb is if you're in some podunk town go to the go to the goodwill or go to the thrift store because a lot of people they give stuff away and sometimes they don't know what it is i got a chanel a real chanel like classic bag like the you know the kind with the chain crossbody yes it's where it's a random thrift store in kentucky and it costs like $6. Oh, it's, come on. It's got this, I'm serious. Sometimes. The like, shop
2: owner has got to know. In no? some, in
1: some of these towns, ta- cause I'm from Ohio. Yeah. So if you go to like some of these stores, they just don't know what they have sometimes. And the customers, they're not looking for stuff like that. But when you live in a big city like LA or yeah. New York, everybody's like stylists and everything are looking for these things. When you're in a small town, nobody's looking for that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. So, whenever I go home, like to just visit my family, or if I'm like in some random place, I try to go to a a Goodwill store. Really? Just for that reason. Mm
2: -hmm. Just for that one find. You're like, it happened once. I know, it
1: happened again. It happened once. And I'm just, sometimes people just don't know what they have. You know what I mean? Or if you even go to a rich area in like Michigan or Ohio or some like random place, because again, a lot of those people aren't looking for that stuff there. You know? That's point. All right, so let's round it out with a little hot, hot mess. Okay. So normally this is Courtney's segment, and uh, what's fun this week is Courtney was actually at, she was on the red carpet for the uh, 45th Annual NAACP Image Awards, so she got to see everything up close and personal, where we just get to see pictures. Uh, Do we have our first, here we we go. Uh, Let's see here. Um, All right, so... This was everything black. I guess that was a little trend uh, from this weekend. First up, we've got Brandy. So she's got a black, sparkling, floor length, mermaid shaped gown, and it was Jean Frère Couture with a little nude paneling and sideswept loose chignon. It's funny because I was out last night and I saw a couple women. They weren't as dressy, but I saw dresses like that. They were black mm-hmm. with cutout, the and lace. it was nude. So maybe that's a trend. Um, I don't know. What do we think about Brandy? She looks good. Yeah, she sure. looks good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's yeah. pulled together. Yeah. <laughs> Next we have Michael P. Jordan. He's wearing uh, all black Prada tuxedo and a smile. And again, I think it's tough for a man to to go wrong, especially when they have a nice fitting suit on. He looks yeah, great. He good. looks amazing. Next up, we've got Chandra Wilson. She's wearing Tadashi Sho- Shoji, I can never say that, black dress with scallop neckline, Aldo shoes, and a Swarovski clutch. And one thing I wanted to point out about this particular um, line, this designer, uh, they're really known for dressing curvier women and just really making them look great. And Chandra Wilson, she's a curvier woman. She's not a stick figure. She's not a zero, but like I, I whenever I see her and then a couple other ladies on the red carpet, just always look pulled together. Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed they're always wearing Tadaji show. Soji, sh- mm-hmm. And I think she looks great. Uh, next up we've got miss Regina King. She's wearing a black Michael Costello cutout gown with over the shoulder. Over the shoulder cape that cascades into
2: a nice long train. I can't really see the I can't tell what that looks like on the photo. It It looks looks like her skin is exposed and
1: showing. It looks a little weird to me. Maybe you had to see it in person.
2: Um, For those of you listening, don't forget to go onto iTunes, not iTunes, to Mm -hmm. Instagram and follow along on BHL Fashion 401 or you can watch us on uh, YouTube. Yes. For the pictures. Yes.
1: And then next up, we've got uh, some ladies that were wearing color at the NAACP Image Awards. So we've got Miss Lupita Nyong'o, who everybody's talking about this girl. She's like the
2: darling right now. If
1: she doesn't win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress, like, there's probably going to be a lot of chaos happening on Sunday. Because just every time I turn on the TV in, like, an entertainment show, like, they're talking about her uh, being a front runner. But anyway, she is wearing a brown leather pleated Givenchy gown with brown leather strappy sandals and a gold cuff bracelet.
2: I'm actually not that crazy about that outfit on her. I think she's, she's brought out some cool stuff. I has. don't really like this one.
1: I think the, the actual dress is too short. short. It's it's way too short because I, I feel like it should definitely like have a little hang and, mm-hmm. and um, hit the floor. And it doesn't. Um the color, it's funny because uh, she says it's brown. It almost looks orange looks to me. It looks orange to
2: me too. But, and um, I don't like the sandals. It's like she's on a red carpet. She looks like she's wearing like sandals. Yeah,
1: I don't like the fact that I can see her sandals. Mm-hmm. I think if the dress were a little bit yeah, longer. because look at all the other women in the mm-hmm. picture. You,
2: you can't see it.
1: Yeah, you got that puddling of the yeah. dress. So I'm, I'm not not a big fan nope. of this one this time. Uh, next up, we've got Tika Sumter. So she's doing old Hollywood glam waves. She's got a slinky Johanna Johnson cream slip dress. With a long necklace and red lip, and I'd like to mention the slip dress all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's dressy or casual, this whole this silhouette is going to be really big going into the spring, into the summer. Just I thought I'd point that out. Um, she looks
2: pretty, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I like it. Kind of looks like, like a, a nightgown,
1: but yeah, I like it. It works. Yeah, it, it definitely works. She looks really pretty. Next up, we've got Naomi Harris. So she's looking like a bronze goddess here. She's wearing a Valentino floral metallic embellished gown. She's got long, loose waves and very minimal natural makeup. Um, Yeah, she looks good, too. She looks good, yeah. She looks a little, I don't know, maybe it's the way she's posing, but just kind of, I don't know, looks a little dowdy in a way. But, you Mm -hmm. know, you never know when you get these ladies on the red carpet. And then finally we have uh Carrie Washington, and by the way, I have not seen the latest episode of Scandal and I'm dying to watch it.
2: I need to start watching that show. I
1: don't watch oh it. I my know. Everybody god. says it's an amazing show. It's amazing. And the fact that it's based off of a real character, I think that's why I really like it too. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. You have to catch up. Just I do. Go on ABC.com, ABC dot com, I feel like I got like my,
2: my political fill by watching House of Cards. I'm like, oh gosh. Oh,
1: oh my god. <laughs> I could have another conversation about all that. Right, too. But we won't. It's okay. not fashion. But Carrie <laughs> Washington. She looks absolutely amazing. She's getting ready to bust and she's wearing a royal blue and peach off the shoulder silk tycoon gown with a loose fishtail braid. I think she looks I love
2: the braid. Gorgeous. I think it's so pretty on yeah. her, like the way she styled it. I think she, she looks, looks beautiful. great. Yeah. She
1: looks absolutely beautiful. Alright, so that was uh, a little fashion from the NAACP Image Awards, which was last week, and our Miss Courtney Stewart, who's not with us today, but she was actually there. Uh, and finally, we have our style throwback, just to round out, since today is uh, February 28th, and it's the last day of Black History Month, so after this month, it's <sighs> Too bad for me, huh? Uh, but This is a styled rowback. It's Miss Diana Ross. And, God, look at her. Like, just, I hope you guys can actually go onto, uh, to Instagram to see the picture. But talk about a fashion icon. Mm-hmm. And just her daughters must be so lucky to just have her closet, her closet to go through. Oh like, God. just the wigs and the gowns and the capes and the hair. Like, Ugh the feathers the fur absolutely amazing and she was basically the madonna of our time because every time she had a new album or new movie she was reinventing herself Mm -hmm. and it's just fabulous it really is
2: yeah she was very much ahead of her time very much fabulous fabulous
1: all right you guys well that's our show for the last day in february and uh check in next week because I think we're going to have a fabulous guest for you guys. Ooh. I don't want to spoil anything but uh, we're working on a really, really great guest and uh, we'll see you next week. So where can we find you, Erica? All right, guys.
2: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am egr. and yeah, check out rallybabe.com or check out our new Etsy shop, Rally Babe.
1: Yeah, we had a little change of pace today kind yeah, of interviewing kind each of other about our backgrounds but hopefully it helps, you know, let you guys in on who we are and, and why who we're here and who you're week. listening to <laughs> too, and, and why we're so passionate about fashion But uh, you can find me, Diana Vaughn On Twitter and on Instagram At It's Me, Deanna V Thanks you guys, Bye. we'll see you next week
0: From producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Spitek, Dario Christian, And the entire BHL staff We would like to thank you for tuning in To the Black Hollywood Live Network If you have questions or comments Tweet us at BHL online or email us At info at blackhollywoodlive.com For more exclusive content Visit blackhollywoodlive.com this has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network.
1: Hollywood, Hollywood Redefined. Redefined.
0: The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.